Hey guys, and welcome to the Matthew 514 podcast. I'm literally so excited. This is such a dream come true, and it's so crazy to be in front of the camera and actually getting to do this. I'm like a little nervous, even though it's not like I have a stage or audience in front of me, um, but I am so excited. I'm so glad that you're here, whether you're tuning in just by listening or you're also watching the video, you made it, and I'm so proud of you, um, and I really hope and my prayer is that this is going to touch you in some way and it's going to encourage you in your walk with Jesus or it's going to encourage you to start a walk with Jesus. Um, So I'm glad you're here and let's get into it. So I am your host of the Matthew 514 podcast. I am Carter um, and I just seek and desire to show the world who Jesus is and be the light by the way that I live. Um, And that is the whole reason why I got this podcast started. So with this podcast, my plan for it to be um, in this one is that I want to share with you guys my testimony and the backstory of how I got this podcast to be and why I picked um, the name for it. And then we're going to go into a Q&A um, and then going to end with a challenge and that'll be the podcast. Um, and for future podcasts, um, the style that I want to do is for the first week of the month, the first Monday of the week of that month, um, I'm going to be sharing about a topic that I've walked through or an experience that I've gone through and then the second Monday of the week I'm going to bring a guest and they're going to have a lot of wisdom and truth to share with you guys. When this is coming out it'll be either the second or third Monday of the month Um, and then once again I'll film for the first Monday of that next month. So a little, you know, tricky with the getting started and you guys are stuck with me for two days or two different times. Um, But that is going to be the setup of it. Um, And I'm really hoping that it's going to be able to touch you guys in so many different ways. So... I want to first start with the backstory of this podcast. I know I said that I was going to do my testimony, but I'll do that second. So um, the backstory of this is I was serving in my church and I had so many different leaders that kept on telling me, Carter, you should start a podcast. You should start a podcast. And at the time, I really didn't know that much about podcasts and how to start them, but I loved listening to Sadie Robertson's Whoa, That's Good podcast. And then from her podcast, I found other ones and I really enjoyed podcasts. I thought they were fun to listen to while cleaning my room or going for a walk or um, at the gym and different things like that. Um, And especially to have like a break from listening to music, but if I still want to listen to something. And people just kept on saying, you should start one, you should start one. And they always said that, you know, Carter, your voice is so cool. Um, People would love to hear it. So from that, I just had this idea of like, okay, like, let me start a podcast. Why not? And then I thought, you know, I want to show who Jesus is in every area of my life. I want to use whatever he gives me, whatever platform I have, um, whatever way I can share, I want to share for him. Um, and so I was like, let me make a podcast about faith. I love listening to Sadie Robertson's and I believe that Jesus can work through me to teach and show people who he is. So that's how the podcast came to be. And then the whole mission of it is, to be the light. So the Bible verse that is inspired by is Matthew 5.14, but I really love the whole Matthew 5.14 through 16, but that'd be a little complicated to make that like a whole podcast name. So um, it's just Matthew 5.14, but this is the, you know, heart of it and the backstory. Um, It says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives 
is like to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So my hope and my goal is that through this, God is going to work through me to be the light to you. And then he's going to equip you and inspire you and encourage you to go out and be the light to other people. Um, and it's just going to be a ripple effect because that is the beauty of who God is, is that he can take anything and everything and use it to make his kingdom known and to spread who he is. So there's the backstory of the Matthew 514 podcast. Um, now I want to share with you guys my testimony. I think it's super important um, for you guys to know, you know, how I came to know Jesus and know that on a more personal note. Um, if you don't know what a testimony is, in my opinion, it's basically just a story of God's goodness. And a lot of people think it looks just in the way of how they came to know Jesus. But I think it can be any story of how he has shown up in our life. Um, but I am going to share my testimony of how I came to know him. So I was in eighth grade and I was was not living according to the life that he wanted um, me to be living. I was not surrounded by a good friend group. I was not partaking in good activities. I really just wanted to fit in um, and be considered cool in that standard. Um, and I'd actually gotten in trouble for some of the decisions that I had made and I was grounded for three months. I didn't have a phone. I had no connection to other people besides school and I um, it was just a time of being disconnected from the world. And in that time, like God disconnected with me. I remember I was standing in my parents' bedroom. My dad was in his recliner. My mom was leaned up against the bed. And I was leaned up against this little wall that's in between like the door, the one door to leave the room and then my dad's closet. I remember it so vividly. And I remember we were just talking because once I got in trouble, there was this big issue that happened at my school um, with the people that I was friends with and it involved like the law and stuff like that and we were talking about it as a family and my mom said that it was no mistake that I got in trouble at the time I did. That was God looking out for you, Carter, um, because I grew up in a Christian home and I just felt so touched in that moment and I just felt like God like spoke to me. Like I didn't hear his audible voice, but like I just felt like he was speaking to me yes, Carter, like, that's the case. Like, I love you. I'm giving you a second chance. And from that, like, I just had this curiousness. I mean, I just wanted to know who Jesus was. So I just started spending time with him. I started reading my Bible. I started reading devotionals. And I just dove into a relationship with God. And from that, I started to surround myself with better people. I didn't partake in the same things that I did, you know, before. And I decided to totally change my life for Jesus. Um, and then from that, I chose to get baptized, and I committed my life to him for good forever, and that is how I came to know Jesus, and since then, I've been walking with him. Now, I kind of do have, like, a second testimony, though, which is so awesome how God is. Um, I was in a relationship, actually, this past year that was not very good for me, and I definitely am going to create some podcasts about that. This is more like the brief story, and I really distanced myself from God. I didn't totally cut him out. I was still talking to him every day and spending time with him every day, but... I was not, my heart wasn't in it like it used to be, and I definitely had put a divide between me and him, um, especially because I had allowed sin to enter into my life, and Jesus so kindly, so lovingly, so patiently reached down and touched me again, um, and once again, a moment when I was with my parents, and I realized that I needed to get back on track, and he's allowed me to do just that, and so that is kind of like my two testimonies, but 
I love Jesus with all my heart and I love the stories he has written in my life and in the people that I know around me. And I know that I would not be sitting here today talking about who he is if it weren't for him. Um, and I don't know where I'd be. I don't know what I would be doing if it weren't for those moments where he came down, he touched me in the middle of my sin and in the middle of my own desires. And he just totally filled me up with his love. So there is my testimony, which I am so glad that I got to share with you guys. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and dive into a Q&A um, so you guys can get to know me a little bit more, but I also can share with you guys some wisdom and some insight. Um, I did this Q&A on my Instagram, so if you guys aren't familiar with that, it's just Carter Furrow. My last name is spelled F-U-R-R-O-W. If you want to go check that out, I like to share things on there as well about just what God is teaching me, um, but I also like to share about my life and what is going on because I believe that that is a testimony as well. And that's a great way that I can be the light as well, just by showing you guys how I live a good life for Jesus. So I asked you guys some questions and you guys asked, or yeah, I asked you guys four questions and you guys gave me some really good ones. So let's dive right into this. So the first question is, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? And honestly, this was super tough for me to answer because I absolutely love the Bible. And I feel like there are so many different verses that just inspire me in my walk every single day with the Lord that just fill me up with wisdom and insight. And I feel like I could just give a humongous list. Um, but I chose to just give you guys three. I know it asked for one, but I'm going to give you three. So the first one is obviously Matthew 5.14. You know, you're the light of the world. Uh, that is been such an encouragement to me because that's how I want to live my life. Um, I want people to see Jesus through me. It's so big in my life that it was actually, I got it tattooed, be the light on my arm just because it's the way that I want to live my life. Um, I want to illuminate for Jesus. So that's the first one. Second one is I love John 10, 10. It says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it to the fullest. I really seek to live a good life and a full life and a fun life. I believe that that is something that God has called us to do. And this Bible verse has been so encouraging to me because, you know, we're going to walk through trials in this life and the enemy, we have an enemy of our soul and he is going to try to attack us. But with God, I know that I can live a good life. Um, and I think that looks like hanging out with with friends and going on adventures and, you know, eating good food and spending time with Jesus and traveling and seeing the world around us um, and just enjoying the life that he has given us. That doesn't mean partaking in sin, um, but that means walking in righteousness and being able to walk in the beauty of all of that or with um, walking in the beauty um, that comes with that righteousness. And then I love 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4. I am going to read this one from the Bible just because I butcher it sometimes. So I'm going to go ahead and have it ready. So I do not do that. So it says, which I did not tab it off right. Let me... So here it is. I had one John marked off, not one Peter. Okay, so it says, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. So when I first started walking with Jesus, this verse spoke so many levels and volumes to me just because 
beforehand, I put so much emphasis on my beauty. I was so worried about my mascara. And even though I have mascara on right now, I can, you know, also come and film this with no mascara on. Um, but I was worried about my mascara. I was worried about looking good. I thought that that's what beauty was found in. That's what the world told me is that if I looked a certain way, then I was beautiful. And then when God showed me that it has nothing to do with what I look like on the outside and everything to do with what was on the inside, it just transformed my life. And what I also loved about it that was so radical and so different from the world around me is that, you know, outward beauty is fading and it's not going to last and everybody's going to get old. They're going to gray. They're going to wrinkle. They're going to age, but their soul as they get older can constantly become beautiful because the more time we spend with Jesus, the more beautiful our soul is. And I was just in awe of that when God showed me that. And, you know, I committed my life and I prayed that I would be a beautiful soul and that I'd be less worried about all of this and more worried about what's in here because this is what's going to last. This is going to fade. Um, and so that's just been such an encouragement to my life. And just those three verses are how I seek to live my life. And I actually have some tattoo ideas for what I, you know, how I want to get those put on my body as daily reminders that that's how I want to live my life. But like I said, I love the Bible. Super hard to pick just one. If you do not actively read the Bible, I really encourage you to do so. If you've never read the Bible, I encourage you to do so. Um, it has so much wisdom in it, so much guidance in it. And right now in our world that is filled with a lot of, you know, evilness and waywardness, we really need to go to the Word and see what it says. Um, even if you feel like you can't commit to reading a ton of the Bible, a great way to start is by getting the YouVersion Bible app and literally reading verse of the day. They have a new verse every day. That's a great way to get the truth in you because trust me, your life will be better with it. So the second question, which I loved this, is how do you plan to remain so faithful in college? And I know that this is definitely something that a lot of people have a question or have this question just because college, if we go to, you know, secular colleges, not private Christian colleges, or even at private Christian colleges, you know, there's a lot of sin that goes on. There's drinking, there's partying, there's vaping, there's sex before marriage. There's a lot of, you know, unmodesty and whatnot. Um, and just a ton of sin, a ton of sin running rampant. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people wonder, well, you know, if I'm in the middle of all that, how do I remain faithful? And so I currently am in the process of learning this right now and preparing for this. Um, I am currently at community college online. I'm still living at home and I'm actually going to be transferring to the University of Mississippi in January. That is a big party school. It's a big secular college. Um, and I know that there's definitely been fear and worry, and I know that there's been a lot of my leaders even have been concerned about, you know, just like, the, hey, Carter, like, there's a lot of sin there. Um, but I really feel called to go there and be the light and bring Jesus into a place where there may be people who don't know Jesus. Um and so I've been meeting with a lot of leaders and a lot of mentors um, in my life and just been asking them the question, hey, like, how do I make sure that I remain faithful? And I don't have all the answers to this. And I, you know, have not even walked fully in this yet. So I'm definitely not perfect in it. And there's literally so much advice out there about this. But this is what I want to share with you guys that I have learned and heard that I think is so impactful. So the first one, um, one of my leaders, Raven, I love her. I'm definitely going to have her on the podcast. Um, she said, know who Jesus is to you. You know, if we can know who he is to us, then when we get into that sin and we're faced with temptations, if we already know, we're going to be able to hold on to him and hold on to our walk with him. And so who is Jesus to you? Um, 
for her, she sees Jesus as sweet Jesus. And so come up with a word that describes who Jesus is to you. For me, or even if it's a statement or phrase, for me, the word is just best friend. Jesus is my best friend. And if I have that mindset that he's my best friend, then I'm going to want to come to him as my best friend. You know, when things go bad, we go to our best friends. Well, Jesus is my ultimate best friend. So when things go bad, he's the first person that I go to. And when I'm faced with temptation, he's the first person that I go to. And when I'm way down with schoolwork and when that relationship didn't work out as planned and when I feel like I don't have friends that I can rely on and when money is tight and things are frustrating and, you know, it's just a stressful season, Jesus is my best friend so I can go to him. But that also means I need to listen to him. I need to sit in his presence. I need to see what his word has to say. And I need to soak up goodness from him just like I listen to my friends. So really just figure out who is Jesus to you. But this isn't just something that we can apply, you know, to our lives when it comes to college. It's in any season. Who is Jesus to you? That's a question I have for you. Um, And I believe that he wants to meet you richly in that and show you who he is. And he's such a good God. And he might be sweet Jesus to you. He might be best friend Jesus to you. He might be patient Jesus, kind Jesus, loving Jesus. Um, It's going to be personal because he's a personal God. And I believe that he wants to show you who he is in awesome, amazing ways. Second thing is create good habits plus heart postures now. I think it's so easy for us to have this mindset. Well, once I get in this season, then I'm going to do that. Once I have this, once I have that. And we always, you know, connect it to a season or a time or situations or materials, circumstances, whatever. And then that happens, that comes to be, and we don't do it because our heart hasn't been postured for it. We haven't created the habits for it. So it's not like I'm waiting to get to college to create habits of spending time with Jesus. I already spend time with Jesus now. For me personally, that looks like that's the first thing I do in the morning. I don't check social media. Um, I don't call people. I don't text people. I try not even to check my text. I try to like pick up my phone in the morning, turn my alarm off, and then set it back down because I don't even want to see and hear from this world. Obviously, there's some inevitable things. Sometimes I'm going to talk to my family first. Sometimes, you know, I got to let the dog out first. Sometimes I have to do things like that. Obviously, I go to the bathroom first. Sometimes if my teeth feel nasty when I wake up, I got to brush them first. But I typically, before I get ready for the day, before I do anything, I spend time with Jesus. Um, for me personally, that looks like reading my Bible and journaling and then going into a time of prayer. And then obviously I like to incorporate worship in that as well, which I'm not the greatest at doing. Um, but it's spending time with him in the morning, but I'll also spend time with Jesus at night before I go to bed. I like to read a chapter of a Christian book and pray and talk to Jesus and am I day on a good note. But I'll also spend time with Jesus all throughout the day when I'm in the car, before assignments, different things like that. And so I believe that if we get in the habit of spending time with Jesus now and doing good things now, then we're going to be able to do that in the next season. Um, this also looks, you know, for me, it looks like working out and taking care of my body now so I can honor him in that, you know, in that season season of my life, walking in purity now so that I can walk in purity then. So it's just creating the good habits now. But we shouldn't do that in college. We should always have good habits. Third is seek wise counsel and good community. It's so important that we're surrounded by good people. I know for me, my life is so much richer with the friends that I have because a lot of the times when we're stuck in a situation, whether it's sin, depression, anxiety, just a hard situation, we don't see the bigger picture. And it's so important that we have friends around us that are looking from the outside in and can see 
hey, Carter, like, you know, look at this. That's not right. Hey, look at that. That's not right. Or, hey, you're doing this great. Oh, that's awesome. And so I'm in a season right now where I'm surrounded by a good community that's equipping me and leading me. And I know that it's so important that when I get into my next season, while I'm not going to have friends there right away, I'm staying in touch with the people I have here. And while I find people there, and that looks like going to church, joining small groups, joining clubs, getting in community, um, being surrounded by good people. I actually, you know, I mentioned how I was in a relationship that wasn't good for me. And um, one of the things that was bad about it is that I distanced myself from community. I separated from community. And the relationship ultimately ended in sin um, because I didn't have community seeing my weaknesses and calling me out. So I was stuck in it. You know, eyes like this. Um, if you're listening, you know, I'm putting my hands around my eyes, over my eyes. We have these blinders on. We don't see. And so it's so important that we have community because they're going to hold us accountable and they're going to lead us to living a good life, walking in righteousness. And also life is fun in community because then we have these people that we can go out and do fun things with. So really just surround yourself with good community. But once again, this isn't something just for college. This is for any area in life. We need good people who love Jesus, who is going to, who are going to lead us to love Jesus more too. And then lastly, this isn't necessarily, I guess necessarily, I don't know how to word this. It's not totally how to remain faithful in college, but I think it's a good segue. And I heard this um, actually at a flavor conference. This is a, like, it's a women's conference at my church. And it says to leave the season well, whatever your season, whatever season you're in, leave it well. And so don't leave that season with regrets. Don't leave that season too early. You know, leave that season when Jesus calls you to and leave it well. And so for me, that's looked like hanging out with everybody I can that live here where I live, you know, and hang out with them now. Enjoy the restaurants here now. Enjoy the fun things here now. But also look spiritual. You know, go to the church here now. Um, that looks like creating a good habit. Go to church now. So I'll go to church in the next season. Um, just leave the season well. I need to make sure I'm spending time with Jesus. I'm spending time in community. And that goes very, you know, goes along well with the good habits um, and creating that now. And so it really just looks like preparing yourself in whatever season you're in you know, before college and creating the habits now, being in the good community now, figuring out who Jesus is now, making the most of the season now. So when you're propelled into the next season, you know how to make that season well because you just walked out of making this past season well. And you know how to walk in community. You know who Jesus is and you know good habits that allow you to live out the life that God has for you. But once again, that's not just for college, that's for any area in any season of your life. So that's my encouragement to you. Know who Jesus is, surround yourself with good community, create good habits, and whatever season you're in, make it good, make it well, so you can leave it and enter into the seasons that Jesus has for you. Because we have so many different seasons in life. Um, you can leave them and enter into the next ones well and good and ready for everything that he has for you. So next question, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter one, is favorite book in the Bible? So once again, this is a tough one because I love the Bible, but definitely my top favorite is going to be the book of Matthew. It is in the four Gospels of the New Testament. If you don't know the four Gospels, it's Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Um, and I think they're so good. They tell the story of Jesus and his life here on earth from different standpoints. It's basically, I heard this message, it's like, if someone was at a birthday party 
and you know they saw the person blowing out the candles unwrapping the presents you know all that it's basically you know four people go to a party and they all tell their own take on it they're going to take it in differently and so this is people's take on jesus just in different ways super awesome super amazing super fun um and so i love the book of matthew it has matthew 5 14 in it it's pretty cool because that's also my dad's middle name but that's the name he goes by so i thought that's kind of fun and it was the first book of the new testament that i fully read through it was the first book of the bible that i really studied um, and so it is very near and dear to my heart, but I also love Psalms and Proverbs. It's a book of praising, but also it goes through like, um, books of like tribulations, books of wisdom. Um, it goes like through that. So I think there's also like the feel good stuff too. And so if you want just some feel good scripture, some inspirational scripture, some comforting, relatable scripture, Psalms and Proverbs is really good. My favorite, I love Psalms 51. That's been a really big comfort to me in this past season of my life. And then Proverbs 31 is a great way for how women to live their life. But also men, if you're listening, you know, that's a good book to read to know how a woman should act um, and, you know, what standards you should have. So that is that. Love that. Favorite book in the Bible. So next question is, do you ever feel guilty that sometimes you don't feel like praying slash worshiping God? I thought this was such a good question because I feel like this is a question that so many people try to skim around, rush around, they're scared to talk about, but I really want to dive into it because I think it's so important to hit this area. It is not a bad thing to not want to, you know, to feel like you don't want to worship or pray. I think so many people feel like they're a bad Christian if they don't feel like it, but that's not the case. Like you're not a bad Christian. You're a human. It's a normal feeling. We have flesh. We have a spirit inside of us, but we also have flesh that we will always have until we get to heaven. And so that means we're not always going to feel like praying or worshiping because our flesh doesn't want to. It's contrary to what our flesh is made up. Our flesh is made up of wanting to do whatever it wants to do. So no, you're not a bad person. You're not a bad Christian. Give yourself grace. But that's not a call to sit in that. That's not a call to stay in it. That's not a, oh, I don't feel like praying or worshiping today, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk to Jesus today. Like, no. That's not what it means. What it means is that even when we don't feel like it, we still choose to. Because contrary to what a lot of people believe, praying and worshiping isn't about us. It's about Jesus. It's for him. Yes, we get benefits from it. Yes, we get joy from it. We get hope from it. We get peace from it. You know, we get a pep in our step from it. But that's not why we do it. We do it to honor God. We do it to honor Jesus. We do it to say, hey, God, you deserve this. You're worthy of this. You're worthy of my time. You're worthy of my heart. You're worthy of my affection. You're worthy of the mindset and the strength I'm going to take to read your word today. You're worthy of the word words that come out of my mouth as I praise you. You're worthy as a word worthy of the words that come out of my mouth as I pray to you. And so we need to remember that praying and worshiping and reading our Bible is not about us. It's all about Jesus. Um, and so I think one really good way to combat this is that we need to have a set-aside time in our day when we know we're going to spend time with Jesus, when we know there's not going to be distractions, there's not going to be other people around. We know that we're going to be able to dedicate our time and ourselves to this. Um 
for me, that looks like the morning. I know that if I don't spend time with Jesus in the morning, then it's really hard for me to spend time with him throughout the day just because my life gets busy. God understands that. God knows that. Um, and so he knows that we're going to have obligations throughout the day. But I know that when I spend time with him first thing in the morning, it gets my mind set on him first. It gets my heart set on him first. And it gets me prepared to go about the day with the right mindset and a right heart posture. And so I have that already set. And so even when I don't feel like it, I'm pushing through that feeling. I already have this time blocked out of my day. I already have it set apart. And I remind myself, hey, I'm not always going to feel like it. That's okay. I'm only human. I'm going to give myself grace. But I'm going to push through this. And I'm going to do it anyway. Because it's not about me. It's about Jesus. And so my friend, do not feel guilty if you don't feel like praying, worshiping, or reading your Bible. But still choose to do it. Set time aside every single day. A set time that's going to work for you even if it's just five ten minutes god wants it um and push through it even when you don't feel like it because it's all about jesus remember he's so worthy of you know he literally died on the cross for us rose three days later he died the death that we deserve to die and he you know did not sin it all in this life so kind so loving his last day when he knew it was his last hours he chose to wash people's feet he didn't go out party he didn't go get crazy he served people he's so worthy of our time our energy our affection so remember it's not about you it's all about jesus so next question is what bible slash devotionals do you use and love so the bible that i've been reading my Really, my whole entire walk with Jesus. I had one before this, which I think it was the same type of version as this. This was given to me from a high school teacher. Um, but it's the NLT Bible. It's a little banged up. She's got a lot of love. If you're watching, you can see that she's got some wear and tear to her. But she is beautiful. I don't know if I should call the Bible she. That might not be a holy thing to do. But this Bible, love this Bible of mine. Um has lots of words, lots of wisdom in it, lots of goodness in it, lots of highlighted scripture. So I've always used the NLT, but it's also super important to expand and not just read one version of the Bible because different versions word things differently. We can have different takes on it. And I really have been opening up my eyes to the MSG or message version, which um, I think it puts it in a more like clearer way almost and a more expanded way. And I don't know, I think it's more modernized a little bit. But it's still all the same truth, but I think just in like a different way to read, I really have been enjoying that. And so NLT is my go-to, my favorite, but I also have been loving the message version. But I know with different scriptures, I like them in different versions. So I think that it's really great to, you know, open up your eyes to different things. I'm not a big person on like Bible study books that like take me through a study just because I get really burnt out with those I was doing one it was a better study on the book of Hebrews and it was good but like by week seven I was like done I was like okay like I'm ready to do something else so preferably I just like to take my own notes on the Bible I have a journal with me and when I'm reading the Bible I just write down you know what personal takes I have on it what I really enjoyed from it what I really liked from it um and I found that that works best for me. So I like to read this NLT Bible every morning and just take some notes on how it applied to my life and what Jesus is speaking to me. And if I have questions, I write them down and I'll take them to my leaders or search them up online or do things like that. Now, when it comes to the devotionals, I really love the Live on Purpose by Sadie Robertson. I do not have it with me. I would show it to you guys. Um, I give it to my sister, but I thought it was so good. I used to read that before I went to bed, and they were just like feel good, ended my day on a good note, so practical, not super long devotions, so if you don't have a lot of time, they're definitely really good ones. 
um, and just left me feeling really motivated. I also love anything by Sadie Robertson. Any of her books, Live, Live Fearless. Um, what's the other one? Live Fearless, Live... I've read the other one, Live Original. That's it. Um, I love those. I think they're so practical. I think she does a great job of applying biblical truth and spiritual truth to our modern world and modern walks and modern thoughts um, and really great, but keeping it right at the heart of Jesus. So that's really great. I'm a really big book fan. Um, I love just reading Christian books, spiritual books. I try to read one at least once a month, if not more. I'm currently reading I'll Start on Monday by Lisa Turkarest, however you spell, or say that, Turk, Turk, I don't know. It's spelled, I have it written down. It's spelled T-E-R-K-E-U-R-S-T. But that's so good. It's a book about um, using our food and our exercising in our bodies to honor God. And it just totally expanded my views and my mindset on food and God. And it's been so awesome, but it's also been really feel good too, which is great. I also just finished um, What If the Point is Love. I think that's the title um, by... Carlos and Alexa Penavega. That was so good. I loved that. I think they did such a great job of sharing their stories and their life as a testimony of Jesus. Um, I also read That Sounds Fun this past year by NEF Downs. That was awesome because I'm all about living my life to the fullest and I felt like that book really equipped me with spiritual truths of how to go about that. Um, I read the book Be Real Because Fake is Exhausting by Rick Bazette. That was really awesome because I think and you know this world is so easy to be fake and to show the highlight reel and stuff like this and stuff like that. And I feel like the book just really called me out and reminded me that, hey, being real and being myself is good and it's way better. And Jesus can't work through my made up self. He needs to work through my real self. And then I also read It's Okay Not to Be Okay, which I forgot the author of that. And then um, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, also by Lisa Turkarest, however you say it, which was awesome. But then probably my you know, all, you know, together favorite book this past year was Captivating. I forgot the authors. Um, it was a couple. I think their last name was Eldridge. It was like Stacey Eldridge and then maybe Brett. No, not that's a country singer. I don't know, but their book was awesome. It was about how to have a feminine heart. Um, in this world that's just so messy and crazy and is how to have a heart, you know, for God absolutely awesome. So all those books were so great. Big book fan, big book lover, because I feel like, you know, it takes me past my Bible time and allows me to be able to apply what I'm reading in the Bible and what I learn at church and what I learn from leaders and what I'm learning in these books to go and share. And I try to read a chapter before I go to bed each night. So that's kind of a habit I have, some books that I love. And then I also really love the devotions, Jesus Always and Jesus Listens by Sarah Young. I also read those before I go to bed. I feel like they've always been super inspirational and I'm just a big fan of devotionals like literally any devotional you can find um they make these little like um desk like flippers it's like a daily devotion super like short little devotion with a bible verse I love those I think they're super great to read before an assignment or just to read before I leave the house or things like that so really, I just try to read anything or do anything I can that's going to feed my spirit. That's something that Jesus has really been teaching me, is that it's so important that I live my life feeding my spirit. So those are my favorite devotionals, and this is the Bible that I read, the NLT. Um, and yeah, just do anything to feed my spirit. So the last question is, what are some of my favorite worship songs? Well, really, it was what are my three favorite worship songs, and I cannot come up with three. I came up with... 
I did come up with three, like my top favorites, and then two of my um, right now in this season favorites. So my three all-time favorites are Promises by Maverick City Music, um, What a Beautiful Name by Hillsong, Amazing Grace, which I love the Alan Jackson version because, hey, got to put my country roots in there. And then right now I'm really enjoying Firm Foundation by Maverick City and Goodness of God. I like the, I don't know who wrote that, but the Bethel Music version. Um, I'll give you a little backstory on why Promises, um, when I was really serving in church, it was a song that God just used to wreck me. And that's what I love about, you know, spiritual worship songs is that God speaks to us through them and he would just expose who he was to me but he also would expose my heart and help me to see the places that were broken and burdened and weighed down and filled by this world that I needed to give to him and I know that that might sound scary but it really is such a beautiful thing because he was always he always is and he always was you know in the process of giving me beauty for ashes so I love promises I love what a beautiful name it is because when I was going to church in middle school that song would come on and I would like lift my hands to it like even though I wasn't walking with Jesus at the time like I just felt his presence when I listened to that song and now that I'm a follower that song is so powerful and it just speaks of who he is so well and I feel like if you just want to feel Jesus and just be reminded of who he is that's a great song and then Amazing Grace you know it's such a sweet reminder of the timeless God that he is, especially, I believe that song is a hymn, um, and that it's been sung all throughout the years, and it's so true, like, he saves us, he finds us, his grace is amazing, it's so good, and it's just one of those down-to-earth feel-good ones. Another one I love is, um, oh, I can't think of the name of it right now, um, I'll think of the name of it. It's a hymn too. And normally I can always think of it. How great thou art. That one. I love that because once again, such a good, powerful reminder of who he is and of his word. And then right now, the reason why I'm really loving Firm Foundation is just because I've walked through a season where God has been stripping me of a lot of things. It hasn't been a super easy season for me. It's been a very emotional season, a very hard season. I'm kind of on the back end of it now and feeling a lot better. But that song has remained so true is that you know, I would not have been able to walk through it without him. I would not be where I am without him. And so just having that song as a comfort and a guide to me was so powerful. And then I've been loving goodness of God because once again, just in the season, he's just been reminding me of how awesome he is, how good he is, how amazing he is, and that I can't do it without him. So those are some really great songs that you definitely should go and listen to. So those are the questions that I answered today. Definitely going to do another Q&A again. Um, but I hope that that could be an encouragement to you. I really encourage you to read your Bible, listen to worship music, create good habits, be surrounded by good community, know who Jesus is to you, leave seasons well, and just fill your life with goodness, fill your spirit with goodness. And my challenge to you, the Be The Light Challenge, because this is how I'm going to end every single podcast, my challenge to you is figure out what your favorite Bible verse is, or favorite Bible verse is, because you know, I got my verses, not just a verse, and share them with somebody. If it looks like sharing out on Instagram, you know, it can literally be um, a little story, you know, it could be a pretty little picture of it, share it. You don't know how it's going to change somebody. You know, write a couple of your favorite verses down, cut them up, and put them around a store. You know, text it to a friend who might need that encouragement. Um, 
Tape it up on a mirror in a public bathroom. Get creative with it. Have fun with it. You never know how God can use it because that's the beauty. He can work through anything and everything to show the world who he is and touch somebody's life. So go share your favorite Bible verse. Go show people who he is and be the light this week to your friends, to your family, through your community. Go spend some time with Jesus. He loves you and I love you guys too because you are my sisters and brothers in Jesus' name. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I hope this word touches you in awesome ways.